Uh, gracious Lord, I thank you so much uh, for Rachel. Thank you for the uh, time that you have spent with her this week as she's prepared to speak to us. And Lord, I pray for her now that as she um, comes and speaks, that your word would dwell deeply within her, that she would know your presence with her. And Lord, I pray for us as we listen, that we would see and know your word and that you would meet with us in it. Come alive, Lord Jesus, in this space and help us to know that you are here. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Good evening. Um, as Adam said, so we're just starting this new sermon series all about prayer. I wonder how that makes you feel um, and how you feel about prayer. Perhaps it's another thing that you feel you need, you need to do and you need to add into your other list of things that you need and ought to do. Perhaps it's daunting for you, the idea of prayer. You don't know quite what to say or what to do. Maybe you're happy to pray on your own, but the idea of praying out loud with other people is terrifying. Maybe the idea of praying and praying with people and for people um, really excites you and you want to know more um, and do more of it. However you feel about prayer, it's okay. There's no right or wrong answer. I'm sure many of us have felt many of those feelings and many more and perhaps even all on the same day. But hopefully by the end of this evening, we might be feeling a little less daunted by the idea of prayer. And by the end of this series, we might be feeling a whole heap more equipped and ready to pray for and with other people. So this evening, my topic is how, uh, why and how do we pray? But in order to think about the why, I thought it would be helpful to just really quickly think about what prayer is in the first place. So, as I think I said last time, I do love a dictionary definition, so that's where I'm starting. So, when I googled it, this is what it says. To speak to a god, either privately or in a religious ceremony. That was the definition for pray, and for prayer, it says the words that someone says or thinks when they are praying. So, kind of simply, in a Christian context, prayer is us communicating with God, um, either on our own or with other people, through our thoughts or our words. But it's also a lot more than that. Um, I've got a slide with a quote on from Richard Foster's prayer. He brought it with me so you can see it. Very good book. I recommend. If anyone wants to borrow it, feel free. Um, but in it, he says this. He says that prayer is about a love relationship. An enduring, continuing, growing love relationship with the great God of the universe. And overwhelming love invites a response. Real prayer comes not from gritting our teeth, but from falling in love. 
don't know about you, but for me, I read that and I found that such a striking description and image. It's not about gritting our teeth. It's not about the thing we ought to do. It's about falling in love with God. The God of everything loves us and he invites us into a love relationship with him. He invites us to fall in love with him just as he loves us. We read in 1 John 4 verse 19, we love because he first loved us. So prayer is about more than just the words or the thoughts we share or we feel we ought to share with God. It's about a relationship, a relationship of love between us and our Heavenly Father. And that is why I picked the verses from Song of Songs for our reading, which I know sounds a bit strange when you first hear them and you think talking about prayer. But those verses are taken from a poem, a love poem, about how glorious and wonderful it is to be in love. A poem that invites the reader to participate in the wonder of love. I don't know about for you, but for me, I think it can be challenging uh, to think of God as, as that kind of love image, the lover, the lover of our soul. That's not necessarily my go-to description when I think of what God is to me. Father or friend or saviour may become quicker than lover. But the reality is, the fullest, most authentic, loving relationship we can have is with God. Because as the Bible tells us, God is love. God loves us and we're invited into a wonderful and glorious loving relationship with him. The kind of relationship that leaves us, as the poem describes, delighting to be in the presence. Wanting to be in, uh, experiencing more and to seek God's face. So if prayer is communicating with God because of this loving relationship we have with him, then the reason why we pray, I think, is to build and maintain that loving relationship. If you wouldn't mind, I'd like you to think of a person. You don't need to share it with anyone, but just think of a person who you love. It can be anyone. It can be a friend. It can be a partner. It can be a family member. Somebody that you love. And I want you to take a moment to think about your relationship with them. How do you communicate with them? What do you communicate about? Now I want you to imagine what would happen if you stopped communicating with them. How would that affect your relationship? When we're in good relationships, 
We talk to the people that we're in relationship with. We communicate with them. We share with them the things that matter to us. It might be the really big things, like the hopes we have or the fears we have. It might be the really little things, like the things that made us laugh today or the boring chores we've got to do. It might be the boring day-to-day, or it might be the big, joyous, life-changing things. But in a good relationship, we share those things with the other. Because we love them, and we want them to know. Likewise, we want to hear and to know what's going on for them. When you love someone, you don't just want to share what's going on for you, but you want to hear the things that matter to them. The same is true of our relationship with God. We have a heavenly father who loves us and wants to know all about what matters to us. And more than that, he wants us to tell him. Because God, of course, being God, knows everything. So really, he knows the things you want to tell him, but he, because he invites you into relationship, longs for you to open up to him, to come to him and to tell you about him about those things. And as we grow in relationship with God, hopefully we will find that we long to tell him more of those things. Sure, sometimes it will be hard to do that, but that actually we want to communicate those things and share those things with him. So when we pray, we communicate with God. We build and strengthen and develop our relationship with him. And it's vital, just as it is in our human relationships. Without communication, we lose sight of the other person, we lose sight of God. When I was first thinking about this sermon, the thing that came into my head, and I haven't done it because I didn't know how to do it, but the only idea I had at the beginning was that I should stand here and say nothing. Not not for the whole time, but for a little bit at least. And the point I really want to make in that is that communication is like... It's really important, isn't it? Like, if I just said nothing to you and just hoped that you'd work out what it was I wanted to say this evening, we'd all be in trouble. It'd be useless. It'd be pointless. There would be no point. It's like that in our human relationships too. If we don't communicate, how can we expect the other to know? How can we develop our, and even maintain our relationships? And it's true with God. It's vital that we communicate and share our lives with him. Each of us here will be at different stages in our relationship with God. For some of you, you might go, yes, this feels like this makes sense. I can do this. I'm doing this. I'm sharing my life with God. I want to share my life with him. For others of you... The idea of being in a loving relationship with God might not quite sit as easily. Maybe you don't feel confident to say that you love God at this particular moment in time. But that's okay. Because the beautiful thing about relationships 
is that they constantly grow and change and develop. Just as we can grow deeper, more meaningful relationships with people as we spend time with them and get to know them better, so too we can grow a deeper, more meaningful, more loving relationship with God as we spend time with him and discover more about him. And with God, there is always more to discover and always more for us to fall in love with. And this, for me, is the why we pray. Because we want to build and maintain that loving relationship with God. We want to share with him and we want him to share with us. So the how do we pray? Again, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like you to think of that person that you were thinking about before. And I want you to think just briefly about how you spend time with that person and how you communicate with them. I expect the answer isn't just one answer. I expect there are lots of different things that you do together and ways you communicate. You might spend time together in the same place. You might um, sit on the sofa in front of the telly and watch the same programme. You might share an experience together. You might go off for a day trip or, or on holiday or do something together. You might send them some information. You might text them. You might WhatsApp them. It might be, please, can you put the washing out? It might be something more exciting than that. You might sit and have a long and deep and meaningful conversation with them on the phone or in person. And on the bus, I realised that all the things I've written were quite nice things, like they're all nice things to do. And, um, and I came home and I was really grumpy with Rob and just wasn't very nice to him. And I realised that the thing about loving relationships is that sometimes... We, well, we can be our truest, realest self, and sometimes that's not pretty or nice or neat or kind. Sometimes it's messy, and sometimes that's what our relationships look like. Sometimes it's a grump, it's a sulk. It's not always beautiful, loving communication. I expect that if we were only to communicate with that person in, in one particular way, for example, by texting each other, um, that that would get old really quickly. And that it would seriously affect the quality of our relationship. For me, the best relationships are the ones where I can be my full self. I can share all sides of myself, the grumpy, but also the happy and the funny. I like to be able to laugh and crack a joke, um, but I also like to cry and share my concerns and my worries. I like to talk about the mundane things like the housework or the boring TV drama I binged this weekend, or the bigger, exciting things too. I can be the real me and I can share all sides of me. And likewise, the person I'm in that relationship with can be the real them and they can share all sides of them with me. Because I think the most beautiful relationships are multifaceted. 
And it's the same with God. The best relationship we can have with him is by being our real and full self with him. Sharing all of us. The joys, the good bits, the messy, broken bits. God is big enough to share in our celebrations, but he's also big enough to hear our frustrations, our anger, our concerns, our worries. And not only is he big enough to do that, but he wants to do that. And as we share our full selves with him, he wants to share his full self with us. So that means, in terms of the kind of how do we pray, we can pray, we can communicate with God in lots of different ways about all sorts of different things. We might sit silently in his presence. We might invite him into our day and say, God, this is what I'm doing today. Come along with me, please. We might quickly send up a prayer that says, kind of help, (laughs) this thing's happening right now, I don't know what to do. We might spend more time with him giving him our concerns or our worries. We might shout at him and tell him that the things that are going on are not how we want them to be and we want him to make a difference. Or we might sing our thanks and our praise to him as we've done this evening. Just as we communicate with people in all sorts of different ways at different times about different things, so too God wants us to communicate in the various ways, the ways that work for us at the time, the ways that feel right. He'll always hear and he'll always understand. If you'd like more practical, I realise I've gone quite like broad on the how and why do we pray. If you want like more practical um, information, then A... The coming series is good and talks about specific areas of prayer, so come and listen to those. Um, But B, I'm sure many of us would be able to recommend um, great resources on prayer. As I said, I would create this book. Um, That's just my personal opinion recommendation. If you want to borrow it, as I said, please do. But talk to people. Don't the information you want about about how I can actually, in my day-to-day life, go about doing this then there are great resources out there. So ask somebody and we'll be able to share some of those with you. But I guess the point I want to make this evening is that how we pray is that we do it by sharing all of life with God. Not just one bit or by picking and choosing which bits, but the best relationship, the best way we can fully pray and communicate with God is by giving it all to him. By letting him in and allowing him to speak into our lives and our situations. And I know that that is not always as easy as it sounds. But it's as we do this that God invites us into the fullness of his presence too. I want to end in a moment by sharing another passage from this Richard Foster book. But just before I do, I wanted to say a really quick word about... um, praying for and with other people. Um, I'm sure most of us have had that moment where we've realised that a friend of ours has fallen in love. And how do we know? Well, because suddenly 
every conversation seems to come back to this person. You've heard their name a thousand times, and maybe you know all about them, and yet you've never met them. But boy, do they want you to meet them. Why is that? It's because that new person in their life is important to them. They matter. And you, as their friend, are important to them too. And so they want to share that with you. For me, I think that's a helpful picture of why we pray for and with other people. The people that matter to us matter to God. And the people that matter to God should matter to us. We read in John 3.16 that God so loved the world. God's love is on offer for everyone. He created humankind. He created us in his image. He loves us. He cares for us. And he wants to hear for us, from us. Sorry. And that is why we pray for others and with others. Because they matter to God and they matter to us. We want to share these people with, that we love with God. And God wants to share the people he loves with us. And so as it said in the newsletter this week, that's why St. Jude is hoping that in kind of the autumn term, we might be able to open up the church on a Saturday morning to um, be a place where people can receive prayer. Because we want people here in Southsea to know that they are loved and cared for by God and by us. And by bringing their concerns their joys, their requests before God, the creator of the universe, the one who can change things, we are sharing God's invitation with them, that invitation into a loving relationship. So we'll end with this quote from Richard Foster. Today, the heart of God is an open wound of love. He aches over our distance and our preoccupation. He mourns that we do not draw near to him. He grieves that we have forgotten him. He weeps over our obsession with muchness and manyness. He longs for our presence. And he is inviting you and me to come home, to come home to where we belong, to come home to that for which we were created. His arms are stretched out wide to receive us. His heart is enlarged to take us in. For too long we have been in a far country, a country of noise and hurry and crowds, a country of climb and push and shove a country of frustration and fear and intimidation. And he welcomes us home. Home to serenity and peace and joy. Home to friendship and fellowship and openness. 
home to intimacy and acceptance and affirmation. We do not need to be shy. He invites us into the living room of his heart where we can put on old slippers and share freely. He invites us into the kitchen of his friendship where chatter and batter mix in good fun. He invites us into the dining room of his strength where we can feast to our heart's delight. He invites us into the study of his wisdom where we can learn and grow and stretch and ask all the questions we want. He invites us into the workshop of his creativity where we can be co-laborers with him, working together to determine the outcome of events. He invites us into the bedroom of his rest, where new peace is found, and where we can be naked and vulnerable and free. It is also the place of deepest intimacy, where we know and are known to the fullest. This is what God is offering us. This is what he's inviting us into. Show me your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet. And your face is lovely. My lover is mine. And I am his. God, we thank you for the invitation that you give us to draw near, to come into a loving relationship with you. And Lord, that invitation is so inviting and exciting, but daunting and overwhelming too. We know we don't deserve it, but you choose us, Lord. You choose the God of the universe to be in relationship with us. And so we ask you to help us to draw near to you, to enter into that loving relationship with you, and to grow it, and to develop it, and to maintain it. That through prayer, through communicating with you, by sharing our lives with you, we may be fully known by you and that we may know you fully.